I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Daylight savings time. Boy, you know, I, I'm getting too old for it, I think. I uh, woke up this morning early after going to bed late, not able to adjust, very tired. But I did happen to notice that it was uh, March 15th. And uh, for those of you that follow the program, you know I, I speak about the Ides of March because the Ides of March is about conspiracy. I mean, every year... When possible, I observe the Ides of March, mainly because it's a day where we have to admit that there are conspiracies focused on destroying governments in order to reorganize them. March 15th is the historic dark day of the assassination of Julius Caesar in 44 BC by some 50 conspirators, many said to be his friends, and they were anxious either to save the Republic as they saw it or to gain power for themselves, and either alternative, they failed. Rome came to be ruled not by Julius Caesar or Republican opponents, but by a distant relative, Octavian, whom we now know as Caesar Augustus. Now, with considerable help from William Shakespeare, Caesar became a name of political perplexity, a name that recurs in many languages. Christians themselves are told, they're often admonished, to basically render things not to God, but precisely to this Caesar. And Caesar has things on everything but some things. So render to Caesar what is Caesar, render to God what is God's. In history of political thought, many have chastised Christianity for its failure to combat what would be called the perceived Caesars of our day. And there have been many, many Caesars of our time. Nietzsche, Frederick Nietzsche, thought Christians were hapless and that he called them a bunch of wimps because he said they turned one cheek after another after another to stand for nothing but weakness when it comes to powerful rulers like a Caesar or Caesarism, if you want to put it like that. That's that's them talking. But we we are hoping that there is some sort of a uh, a group that certainly is not are not going to stand for Caesarism. I mean, in, in the country that uses the word Tsar, Tsar is Caesar. It it means uh, it means a Caesar. The Church. Uh, Catholic Church and, and the Mother Church is often seen as, well, they're in a state of prayer. And it's always they're in a state of prayer to carry out the state's will. And so when you're looking at the Roman Republic, and you're looking at what the Catholic Church was basically an offshoot of the Roman Republic, that the Roman Republic stood for several centuries, tensions within the government started tearing it apart. Civil war started between groups with different loyalties, which brought about the transformation of the republic into an empire. Now, historians will look back, or they do look back, at the Roman Empire, and there have been many comparisons to what was basically opposed to... I mean, they look back and they say, look at what Rome... Look at what happened to Rome. Look what happened with Rome. So they look at what was as opposed to what is going on in the contemporary era, the epoch. And whether or not we're about to fall into the trap of Caesarism. We have a president that rules by many decrees. A Congress we have that offers little resistance in a court system busily embodying 
the latest ideologies. We have a president and a Congress that is now ruling by whim, and we have thought police now, and we have cancel culture. We have all these little groups. We live in times, arguably we live in times, where people believe that we need a Brutus to step in and correct what we see as corruption, but as a force of appropriateness. With that force of appropriateness, we are now allowing a new empire to be built upon what will be the ashes of the United States of America. We know that governments repeatedly ignore or trample on the rights of the people. And it, it, it looks as if they, they, they actively abuse and mistreat the people. And unbelievably, a lot of what we're hearing is not controversial. The only controversy we're hearing about is white supremacy, Black Lives Matter, and inequalities, but usually we don't hear about how the government does this. We, we've kind of put aside the children in cages for other, other uh, incongruities and other problems. History, though, always seems to catalog the machinations of liars, thieves, bullies, and narcissists and the devastating effects that they have on a people. In modern times... Evidence of corruption and extraordinary deceptions abound. And when we talk about them openly to each other, many people get all hurt or they get all turned off or they become cynical because immediately they can dismiss it all as conspiracy theory. When we know, because of the Ides of March and the story of Caesar, there are conspiracies. We know we don't have we don't need Shakespeare or history. We know without question that politicians lie and they hide their connections and that corporations routinely display utter contempt for moral norms. The corruption is all around us. It surrounds us. It brings us together. It's 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 hate that sometimes draws us together. Someone made a point to me. Uh, we were discussing the 9/11 attacks. And they said, no time in history did you, did you see so many people come together as after the 9-11 attacks. And many people say, we came together as a nation, but somebody had pointed out, and I never thought about this, we came together as a nation because we hated someone else. We came together in our hate, not in love. We came together in our hate. A hate for a country, a hate for a, a leader, a hate for uh, a religion. There are revolving doors between what can be seen is the religious, the corporate, the political spheres. We have the lobbying system. We have corrupt regulators. We have the media. We have the, uh, we have the judiciary. And with the judiciary and the media, we see that wrongdoing is practically never brought to any semblance of genuine justice. Keep hearing about what's going on with uh, George Floyd. Breonna Taylor. <laughs> You're hearing about how, you know, protests are going to start up again. It, it, it's just a crazy circle of violence and anger. I mean, the world at large has been deemed ungovernable, and, and now the words from the leaders uh, of the world, people like uh, Emmanuel Macron from France, or uh, you look at Joe Biden, you look at several other leaders, even the Pope now, the Pope, the Bishop of Rome, 
while we're speaking of Roman affairs, while we're speaking of the Ides of March, the Bishop of Rome has now spoken ironically, ironically and coincidentally on the Ides of March, declaring that the world must be prepared for a new world order. Pope Francis insists in a new book that things will never be the same in a post-pandemic world, calling instead for the establishment to create and bind together or bring together, bring forward a new world order. In a book-length interview with journalist Domenico Agasso titled God in the World to Come, this is going to be released in Italian on Tuesday, the Pope reiterates his case for the Great Reset with a shift away from financial speculation, fossil fuels, and military buildup toward a green economy based on inclusiveness. After the coronavirus pandemic, the Pope declares this, no one today can afford to rest easy. In his extract in the book, it says, the world will never be the same again, but it is precisely within this calamity that we must grasp those signs which may prove to be the cornerstones of world reconstruction. The Pope goes on to say, let us all keep in mind that there is something worse than this crisis, the drama of wasting it. We cannot emerge from a crisis the same as before. We either come out better or we come out worse. He says we can heal injustice by, quote, building a new world order based on solidarity, studying innovative methods to eradicate bullying, poverty, and corruption, all working together, each for their own part, without delegating and passing the buck. This new world order will be based on eradicating inequalities and attending to the environment, the Pope says. We can no longer blithely accept inequalities and disruptions to the environment, he declares. The path to humanity's salvation passes through the creation of a new model of development which unquestionably focuses on the coexistence among peoples in harmony with creation. A path toward a solution. Ecological movements. If we don't roll up our sleeves and immediately take care of the planet with radical personal political choices, with an economic green turn, by directing technological developments in this direction, sooner or later, our common home will throw us out the window. The Pope also asserts his conviction that the world needs to be healed from the dominant speculative mentality to be, re- to be reestablished with a soul in order to reduce the gap between those who have access to credit and those who do not. Again, the dominant speculative men- mentality he speaks of. What do you think that is? The dominant speculative, what he's doing is he's saying it's a sin to theorize that there's a plot to destroy our way of life, that there's a plot for a new world order. Is yet again attack on speculating on a world conspiracy while at the same time telling us that there is a conspiracy of world leaders preparing us for a global reset. And he's one of them. Beware the Ides of March. Someone is out to betray you. 503 It's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media.
Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.